What up, what up, Pod Squad? Welcome in to another edition of the Victorious POD. We appreciate all of you uh, being patient with us this week, and I'm sure just sitting by your phones or your computers waiting for this baby episode to come out. But uh, rest assured, we are back. We are here to talk about all things championship fallout for any of your leagues in there that are normal and sane and don't run through Week 18, um, as well as some, as some NFL Week 17 reactions. And we're going to be chilling like a villain in a uh, an upcoming draft here. But first off, let me welcome in my co-host, Tyler. How's it going? What's up, Jackaroo? We are uh, we're in survival mode here over at the Herbert household. <laughs> both, it's a, it's been brutal here, as everyone's heard, probably last month. And now both kids have the flu, so we're 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 doing real awesome over here. Sleep uh, continues to elude us, so that's not bad. Kids are slowly getting better, so apologies. That's why this one's late. It's on me. Those damn kids will get you every time. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm glad you guys are still uh, surviving and hanging in there. I figured it was just like part of the contract when you became a parent. You just give away all, relinquish all rights to sleep. So, yes, 100%. So, I'm slowly excited to welcome you to the tribe, Jackaroo. You'll uh, you'll you'll yeah. thoroughly enjoy it once you get to that point. I know how much you enjoy your sleep. Yeah, for those of you that don't know, I guess I I if there's anybody out there that's listening to the episodes that also doesn't talk with me it's gonna be very weird but yeah so i'm gonna be a dad so i have uh a whopping like six ish months of sleep that i can enjoy and sleep in well my my dogs wake me up at like 5 a.m every day on the clock so i mean it's a a mini version of preparing they're just trying to get me in the in the right headspace so i digress um love it as always you guys can find us on all of our different socials discord you can just hop in there and join i'll put the links in the description below leave questions reactions submissions and all that good stuff and we can discuss it on the show or interact with you as football games are going on youtube follow us and subscribe it really helps us out we are over 100 subscribers now so we have a an official professional handle of youtube.com slash at the victorious pod that you can find us uh that's where we're for now posting just little kind of mini short videos as we both have time and uh, eventually we'll start uploading our full-length audio episodes onto there too for now audio episodes are just on spotify so you can check us out there um podcasting primarily from anchor where you can leave us a voicemail and we've got our socials instagram and twitter that's enough of that stuff um i will now slide it into the nfl news where we can discuss all things uh vikings game from the last week and that's all the time we have so Yeah, on on to week eighteen. Is is there anything remotely that you want to say, like takeaways or? (laughs) I I don't know that there is. It was fucking abysmal, beginning to end. I think I think you called it, and we both kind of called it. We're like, we would not be surprised if we get absolutely smacked. Like again, we weren't even favored. Like that shows just one how inconsistent we've been as a team, and two Green Bay figured out at the right time over the last three, four, five weeks now, whatever it is. So it was it was ugly. We got smacked into deservedly so. Playing at Lambeau is never fun. I mean, I know they have the whole bunch of like, hey, people were slipping all around, couldn't get traction. Yeah, yeah but yeah. We, we didn't slip around to losing by as much as we did. <laughs> yeah, well but, said. Uh, you I... can say whatever you want, but yeah, the, it was a factor, sure, enough to lose us the game, no chance. No, we just didn't look good. And I I, I I expected coming into it, I said it multiple times leading up these last couple of weeks, that I expected us to lose, but not to that level. Like it was just correct. It was just embarrassment all of a sudden. We're like, we, you know, we we had the the blocks punt and had it on the one. We couldn't put it in. And right there, I was like, you gotta score there. I was even saying 
working at the yeah. bar watching this game, um, I was like, I'd be going for it on fourth. I don't care if I don't get it. I'm sticking them at the one yard line if that's the case. And we didn't. Correct. And there was the the kick return right off the bat for a touchdown. There was a pick six. There was just like everything. It just snowballed and swung so quickly. So very, yeah. very gross. Um, we'll get into it in a bit. But like week like three or four when the Packers were struggling, I literally said like, would it be something when the Packers play us week 17 for revenge that they're going to need to get into the playoffs at that point and win and we're going to let them in? And, uh, here we are. So yep. <sighs> pretty um, much saving all of our time on talking about the Vikings because they make us sad. The plus side yep. is I'm very excited for the playoffs because unless we're losing by 20, I know we're going to win any, any game. It's either we lose by 20 to 30 or we win by one score. So like, if it's like, yeah. Oh no, the Vikings are down by Perfect. 10 going into the fourth. I'm like, it's already over. Cause we're not losing yeah, we by a ton. Work. So <laughs> I love it. <laughs> incredibly true. So. Um, yeah, only... uh, it's, it's good. I, I, I feel like we're going to be pretty much locked into this third seed, mostly because I don't see San Fran losing to Arizona when yeah. that second seed gets you two home games versus potentially one. So, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll see. We'll see what happens. Week 18, there's lots of craziness, lots of things that can happen yet. The crazy part is, and we can get into it when we talk about, like, playoff seedings and upcoming stuff in a little bit, but I mm-hmm. almost – and this is very, very easy to say. I, I'm aware of this after we lose, but I'm almost much happier <laughs> getting the third seed because we're, we're virtually <laughs> locked into playing the Giants as opposed to the Packers or the Lions who both just beat us the last two times we played them. So Yeah, yeah. or Seattle or whoever. But, yeah, nice. and, and so I'm with you, and it's funny because I was actually going to – I hadn't put it in there, but I was going to do it as a ship it or skip it and just be like, mm. be like, hey, our ship it or skip it, it, it's actually good that we have the third seed versus the second seed so we don't have to play yeah. a divisional opponent. Yeah, I'm totally good with that. I mean, they're both like yeah, like red hot too coming on at the right time. For sure. Like, I don't want to play somebody who's like winning seven out of eight games to get in the playoffs no. or whatever versus the Giants that are kind of just treading water. So yeah, getting the Giants, I feel much better about that, especially at home. I think we can figure things out, but We'll 100%. see. 100%. Um, 100%. The, only, the only other thing I had to put in here, because I came across it today while doing some research stuff, but this was insane to me. Did you know that Kenny Galladay is on pace to get a uh, a contract incentive for like $750,000? Yeah, he's, he's, he's right there. He's, I, do, he, I do a lot, obviously, with props, so I know exactly what this is, but I'd love <laughs> to hear it. It's a great fact. Yeah, he only needs 76 catches in, in this week's game, and he'll, he'll get his <laughs> incentive bonus. So shout out Kenny Galladay. Way to obviously seal the deal this week he's got a shot that those overs i heard that and i was just dying laughing i'm like oh yes poor guy. just it's so good uh, i sent uh because I, I, I put together a big a big list for week 18 prop incentives that i sent out to a bunch of the degenerates that i play with in, in some of my other leagues and alex is one of them and he sent he texted me back and or uh sent it back in the group and he's like you forgot the kenny galladay 75 catch <laughs> and sent it i'm like yeah damn you're right add it on the list so <laughs> I had obviously, obviously realistic ones in there, but yeah, I thought that one's that, that's pretty good. That's yeah. and, and so is that just fun aside, just since we're doing it, and I know we'll have plenty of time. Is that the worst trade in dynasty history for me, or worst <laughs> trade in dynasty history history for anybody? And yeah, for those that don't a... know, I gave up my I gave up the number one, what ended up being the number one overall pick for oh. Kenny Dell. So I, well, I mean, it was when we were all star like, five like and him. five. Huh. Yeah. You get an all-star like Kenny Galladay. I yeah, mean, that's, he's yeah, worth the exactly. one-on-one. Yeah, they they said bet <laughs> on talent, which I did, and I was like five and five at the time. I was like, I'll finish middle of the pack and give up a mid-first round. This is whatever two years ago, and then my team just ended up 
taking a complete shit. Like I didn't Imploding. didn't really tank, yeah. honestly, because I didn't have my first round pick. So I was actually trying to win mm-hmm. and then ended up second to last, but then with the technicality ended up with the first overall pick. And I would why would I want Brees Hall when I could have Kenny Galladay instead? Fuck me. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, so bad. I- and that's the best and worst part about Dynasty as a quick aside is like, I love going back and being like, what are those picks turned into? Because oh, obviously, obviously, yes, like we can take a guy who we're supposed to take and then they can flop. Yeah. But it's much more fun when you're like, okay, who won the trade? Like, well, like a, a, a mid first pick is a lot of value to give up for this player. And it's like, well, yeah, mm-hmm. but like, let's look at it. Like if he, if he would have taken one of three guys that were still available there, are any of them worth what that player is? Like right. the potential of the first is huge, but if that doesn't, if it just turns into a, wide receiver three or like a borderline flex starter it's like well you know you're getting the guaranteed proven talent so yeah it's hard and, and usually i'm like i'll take the proven guy and so i kind of went with the i'm semi-unproven guy obviously had one good year and with with the lines but i'm like they've been on the talent they paid him the money and now he's not <laughs> even active on game days i'm like fuck me yeah it's insane it's that's gotta that's be what it is. that's the fun of it that's the fun of it so i'm not salty or anything like that i made my <laughs> own bed but it's like damn it that one hurts yeah yeah it definitely does it, that's speaking of uh the end of our episode but talk about one hit wonders kenny galladay is the poster child for that so oh man it's insane all right moving on from tyler's dynasty woes but um we're gonna slide into the <laughs> nfl pick'em side for week 17 and let me tell you this is a stupid week just looking at the colors on our on our board i <laughs> okay if i every single person got it right except for myself who picked the eagles the number one team in the league so i got the eagles over the saints wrong not, not even a good team the 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 new orleans saints that have been eliminated since like oh, week man. 10 and they're the ones taking them down really I, uh, so i dropped That's 11 and tough. 5 tyler nick and joe all nailed it with detroit over chicago which i literally talked about with i think with nate and maybe joe that that was my alternate pick but i'm like i gotta use the eagles i have too many good teams left that was dumb right so tyler's <laughs> at 15 and 1 nick is at 13 and 2 and joe is at 11 and 4 um foster was also correct with the uh, 49ers over the raiders going up to 7 and 8 Glick is at nine and six, taking the uh, Cardinals over the Falcons this week. He got that right, which was a close game. Mm-hmm. Connor had the Battle of L.A. and he had the Chargers over the Rams, which easy pick. They definitely won. And then Nate had the Giants over the Colts, who he also got correct. So Nate is up to nine and five, and Connor and Joe are both at eleven and four. Cool. Um, jumping into week eighteen here, the the final week. I don't know that I can really be caught. I mean, I guess maybe technically <laughs> we'll, we'll we'll see what happens here. Um, but uh, me and Jack Rue, we're, we're on the same bandwagon. I know we did Once that again. for multiple weeks, but uh, it makes sense. So we're both taking uh, Seattle over the, the Rams. Um, I'm kind of iffy on it. Obviously, at this point, you kind of run out of teams, but uh, I, I think just Seattle playing early in the window and knowing they need to win to even stay in. If Because, I mean, I was running through, like, the playoff machine, and I was trying to think, if they lose, um, where are they on my thing? If they lose, it's pretty much the winner of this of the Packer Lion game. Correct. Okay, in. there we go. Correct. Yeah. So I wanted to just, just to make sure. Yeah. So yeah. regardless, they have to win to even stay in because if either the Lions or the Packers win, they would uh, they would jump Seattle. So this is a Seattle must win game for them. Even though the Rams have looked better sometimes beyond last week with the with Baker under there, I still like it. I think it's safe enough to pick them to win i don't know that i could pick them in like seven point spread or whatever the fuck it's at no, right now God, no. but uh but I'll, me and jack will take them to win so 
sorry, a lot of the analysis on there. <laughs> um, Foster was still winning his pick. Nick, um, I think he missed the game one week, so he's going to pick a double matchup to try to make it up. Well, try to catch up to me. Quick aside on that one, just because a lot of these guys started a week after we did, since we kind of pulled together oh, sure. the week one show Makes quickly, sense. Nick was like, yeah, I'm Nick's so close. Can I? One. Yeah, he was like, can I pick two? So technically it would take you getting it wrong and Nick's picks both being correct, but he just wants a shot to tie, to tie yeah. you. Yeah, versus like it being it. like winning percentage. So I'm like, you know what? You do you, man. Let's see what happens. I like it. Nothing wrong with that. So he's taking uh, Cincy over Baltimore and um, Jacksonville over Tennessee. So we'll see how that love goes. It. I like both. The, love both of the picks. Glick is taking uh, Indy over Houston. Makes sense. Houston is going to try to tank because them losing automatically gets them the first pick. So. I love Indy pretty much everywhere um, because Houston's going to physically try to lose this game to ensure they get a number one pick. Um, Joe is taking um, – who's Joe got? Joe's got – Chicago over Chicago. He's got Chicago over yeah. us. That's what I thought. Mm-hmm. I, thought I just wanted to make sure I was reading it right. But I was like, he says Nathan Peterman's coming for us. I'd love to see it. Uh, <laughs> Connor is going with the Green Bay over Detroit. And then uh, Nate is actually going with Houston over Indy. So interesting for that one. But yeah. a lot of the, a lot of interesting ones, but really the big thing is let me get this right, finish 16 and one, and damn, I will take that. Mm-hmm. That's pretty incredible. That's that's insane yeah. for a season. Yeah. So I'm know, still I'm... in it. I think uh, I think I said it in one. I'm still in I'm still in my one survivor league. The word I, was just I think we started with like five, four or five hundred of us or something like that. And we're um, I think three people had the Eagles last week. So I was like, yes. So I think we're down to I think we're down to ten, either ten people or eight people or something like that. You're going into week eighteen, which so, I wish it's hard because then obviously going into the playoff playoffs, everything just resets and then all the teams that are in the playoffs are available again. So it's kind of shitty because I'm like I saved some of the good ones because I like I still have the bills like I can use this oof. week. So I'm like I love that, but yeah, four or five hundred people and we got like ten left. So I will take it. I'm pumped that i made it this far in a crazy season <laughs> so whoever else is left after this week you guys just go into the playoffs you don't like split the right. winnings from the regular oh that's dumb i would say it's just regular i know season. i know agreed so i'm like that's it kind of sucks that i'm like you get all the way through this and then you don't really have to obviously do anything I, we should just all just pull it all up and split it with whatever we got yeah so playoffs is a weird cool. but yeah instead we just for a tiebreaker. Go, like all the way through the Super Bowl, you can essentially just pick the team in the playoffs, and they if they win, great, you move forward, and if they lose, then you're out. And I'm like, yeah, it's kind of shitty that you just get all those teams back. Yeah, no kidding. It seems like you'd be pretty easy, at least for round one, but you never know, I guess. Right, yeah. Who knows? But good stuff. I will take it. All right, well, obviously next week's our last week, or this week's our last week for it, so next week we'll cover kind of all the standings where everybody ended up. It's pretty much just whether Nick catches Tyler and then Mijo and Connor in a race for third, all being tied. So mm-hmm. not super crazy exciting stuff, but we'll we'll wrap that up next week and then we'll be doing just kind of more for our own like NFL analysis, trying to pick every uh matchup winner in the playoffs once they're set. So that'll be our little version of the pick 'em um going into the playoffs. So stay tuned for those. And if you want to play along, well let us know. Uh as always, Minnesota Sports NFL season long pick 'em is on the CBS Sports app. They are free to play and you can try to win some some swag and some clothing and some giveaway stuff from them. Uh, took it down last year. I was the number one and it's not happening this year, but, uh, we're, we're, we're staying consistent. I got 11 out of 15, correct with Monday nights, not counting, obviously. So not too shabby this past week. I think I'm in like fourth, you know, I could, I could technically end up in second this next week, but first ain't happening. So, um, as far as the winners of this week, if any of you guys are, um, 
you know, picking your entire lineups either through this challenge or through something else that you're doing. Here's the winners I got. Chiefs, Jaguars, Bengals, Saints, Steelers, Texans, Vikings, Bills, Dolphins, Bucks, 49ers, Cowboys, Chargers, Seahawks, Eagles, and Packers. All in one breath. Let's go. So that's the winners I have this week. Um, last week's upset calls, I did call Green Bay, which was at that time 47% over the Vikings. Got that one right. And I also tried to get spicy and take the Cardinals over the Falcons, which the Cardinals were only, only at 16% of the total and uh, almost got it. They lost by a point. So what can you do? My upset picks this week, there's not really a lot. I wasn't really messing with anything because we don't know how many people are going to just sit their starters with good teams being locked up and bad teams wanting to tank. So not getting fancy with that. But uh, yeah, that's pretty much it there. Um, moving into the uh, my favorite league of all, just <laughs> crazy and got a silly name and just weird. But the Bomb Squads and Butt Cheeks update. So with one week to go, Tyler will uh, give us the update there. Shakaru, congratulations. Yay! You clinched up being a complete easily. piece of shit and having the most losses. <laughs> easy. Had, yeah, easy, easy. You got, what, five and five and a half game lead or something like that, essentially, yeah. with it, with only three games to go. So I think that's what they call <laughs> clinched. Clinched. Love it. Touche, sir. Congrats. That's awesome. Um, got all the bottom dwellers in all of your divisions, so that'll, uh, that'll always work. Your boy here, I love finishing right in the middle of the pack. <laughs> 23, yeah. 24, and 1. That is that is exactly the opposite of what you wanted to do in this. So if somebody was really good at picking average teams, yeah, boy, is right here. So that was brutal. Uh, so, Jack, congrats on the on the bottom. Uh, Thank you. Uh, through the leaders, um, it's still a race. Yeah, I mean, it's still Al's close. Got it's switched to, up. Al's got 31. So Ethan's at 30. Zim's at 29. Walters is at 28. So Al's up one. Um, he needs, like, two wins essentially he's got green bay cincy and dallas would would lock it up ethan's got minnesota um the chargers and miami so great possibility there zim's got kc sam fran and arizona walters has the rams ravens and philly so i mean man it it truly could be anyone's race with his craziest matchups i like i like al to probably take it down i think green bay takes down the lions i think cincy takes down baltimore and I don't think Dallas loses to Washington. So if he only needs two of those to really win, to be good to go, I think he'll be just fine. Yeah, it was pretty easy. I think I said it last week, even that just his three teams seemed like the strongest. So yeah. um, he kind of came on from like middle upper to to overtake mm-hmm. this one. And then Walters, who was pretty much neck and neck with Easton year round or year long um, yeah. this past week, all three of his teams lost. So that's just brutal. I mean, if it would have gone even just like yeah. a couple the other way, he'd be at 30 and 18 right in the hunt. So just, just yeah. uh, been a crazy year. Um, first has been a, a big group of people kind of racing all season long. And then last has been pretty much just a couple of us early, early on. But uh, yeah, it helps when you get your, uh, I, I, I had <laughs> Houston and Chicago literally ranked one and two. And then when I found out I got the 10th pick, I was like, oh, fuck. And then they're both still there. I'm just like, okay, well, I felt, felt pretty good about that. So also everybody out there that said that I was crazy for picking the uh, Patriots over the Browns. I'm pretty sure they have or they're within a game. So suck it, everyone else. Yeah. Couldn't have really done better or worse. I think the other team available was the Raiders. I had those three to pick from in the last last yeah, pick, and they're all basically the same. So yeah, I was gonna say none of the, none of them would would have hurt you whatsoever. So um, Vegas is oh, six and six ten. And t- yeah, yeah, six and ten. New England is eight, eight and eight. Okay. Um, yeah. 
So I mean, a couple games. Could have won earlier. Again, I I would I still wouldn't have picked either one of them. And then Pitt is also eight and eight. So New England nice. and Pitt are exactly the same. Yeah, yeah, that's crazy. So yeah, yeah weird, good weird stuff. league. Um, but uh, yeah, shout out to <laughs> weird league. But it was it was fun. I think I, I just got to check yeah, out after it was a good like idea for eight Al. weeks because my team just kept splitting. I was like, okay, I'm out. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's it's tough because it kind of just all depends on like where the draft ends up. Like having the tenth yeah. is nice getting those first two, but then literally having the last pick after everybody else is taken, I'm like, this is tough. So it, it's Agreed. it's tough to find a better way to draft it. But yeah, good idea by Al coming up with it. And uh, mm-hmm. shout out to me locking it up, and then whoever ends up out yeah. first will uh, split that, and at least I can make some of my money back this year. Sick. So moving into the general general fantasy talk, uh, swimming upstream. We are running this through the last week of the season now, so we will do the same kind of thing next week and give you guys a recap where we ended up Uh, as far as week 17 i went with gardner Minshew after his explosive week 16 and 17 shocker i picked him so he did poorly uh 13 points (laughs) and then tyler with brock purdy uh 17.1 every week i talk about this guy and i'm actually gonna have to get a jersey of his because i'd love him but consistent not crazy flashy he just gets the job done so um i'll let tyler kind of let you know where we're at from there yeah, nothing wrong with that. Jack and Rue, so we were up at uh, 253, so moved all the way up to QB 13 from, uh, from QB 14. So um, I think going into week 18 here, if you outscore uh, Herbert and Brady by 9 or 11 respectively, you'd be a QB 1. That's so or, close. Uh, or, yeah, so I think uh, I think you'd be good. Um, myself, I'm at the 318.1, so still QB 5. I'm pretty much locked into QB 5. I would need to outscore Joe Burrow by 21 to get QB4. And again, that's outscore him, not score 21, outscore him by that much. Um, or you, or below me, I need Geno Smith to outscore me by 28 to drop to QB6. So pretty much regardless of what happens, I'll be, I'll be locked into QB5 <laughs> on the year, which again is absolutely insanity. I will, yeah. I will certainly take that. That's crazy. Yeah, that's pretty uh, go, insane. Go, yeah, I'll take it. Going in, so going into week eighteen, um, not changing anything up. I'm gonna I'm gonna continue Jack's fandom and potentially buy him a jersey. But um, <laughs> it, it was Purdy last week. Let's make it Purdy again this week, and I'll take uh, Purdy versus AZ. Um, they this is a, a still a must win game for them. Um, so getting a win for them locks them into the two seed. Um, even if even if we win, um, so this is a game they still need to win. They're not going to rest their starters. Not going to do anything else. McCaffrey's now healthy. Debo's now healthy. He's going to have the full plethora of weapons. And again, uh, a win for them gets them the two seed and two home games versus one potential home game being uh, being the three seed. So they're going to go all out. Purdy's going to protect the ball, do his thing, get his 17 points, and we'll move on. Yeah, I love that. That was, I think, my clear clear pick of the sub 50% this week too. So mm-hmm. um, my only other alternate, I, I'm actually not going with Russell Wilson. Like we were talking about, I'm kind of just, oh, nice. just because I have to go a little bit more upside and I don't trust Russ sure. to not, not give me eight points. <laughs> so yeah, um, I'm doing a little bit more swinging for the fences so I can try to pass Herbert and Brady um, knowing mm-hmm. that I probably am not going to drop below 13. So I'm going to go with uh, a guy I never thought I would say, but I'm going with Jared Stidham of the Raiders. Now yes. the car has been benched. Uh, dude put up 26 points last week at 365, three touchdowns, even with two interceptions, which like was his first start out of nowhere. And the reason that I'm feeling that way is because they're playing the chiefs this week, who right. obviously still, I think need to win to to fend off Buffalo and Cincinnati. But, um, everybody knows that people are usually playing from behind with the chiefs. And so you have to throw a lot. And on top of that, the fact that the Raiders went out and benched Derek Carr and are running with this kid, I feel like they want to see like, 
he's young enough and they're like you know let's see if we have anything in him because it's not working right now so they let him air it out last week i think they're going to do the same thing and just be like we got nothing to lose we're not in the playoffs like he's young let's see what he can do just throw it and see what happens so that combined with kansas city actually being 30th against quarterbacks makes me feel like you know he probably isn't going to put up a complete dud but there's a good chance that he does like 20 plus so that's that's my other shot here so we'll see i like it um all right let's see normally we would have fan interaction stuff here we kind of switched around their schedule so we don't have anything for that but if you have anything for next week and you want to talk about how your championship didn't go the way you planned or you have questions for the playoffs or debates or topics to toss out feel free and we will let you know on those moving into skip it or ship it a little bit different this week i i pulled up some ideas for some stuff so first we're going to do a little bit of a um championship slash super bowl picks for both of us before we get into the playoffs and then we're going to recap some season-long predictions that we either nailed or got horribly horribly wrong so um first off just as far as where we stand today with uh all of the nfl teams we've got a number of people that are already locked up and in the playoffs in some capacity so afc wise we've got the chiefs bills Bengals, chargers baltimore all locked in the four seed is still in play with jacksonville first tennessee and then the seven seed is pretty much a wide open race between the patriots uh dolphins uh steelers and then i think possibly the jets could catch them so those are still undecided a little bit um nfc wise we got the eagles 49ers vikings bucks Cowboys and Giants all locked up one through six. So seven is literally down to Seahawks, Detroit, or Green Bay. Um, going off of that, I'll just, we'll, we're just going to go as far as until we know who's playing who and stuff. We won't worry about first round matchup stuff. But Tyler, do you have a, an AFC championship matchup prediction? Top two teams for there? Yeah, I don't, I don't think it's going to be anything crazy coming, coming out of the AFC. Um, as much as I'd love to say, like, the Bengals are going to get there. I, I think it's, I think it's going to be the chiefs and, and the bills again, as square as that sounds, I, I yeah. think that's what it's going to be. Um, Cause I looked at it. I think, I think the dolphins sneak into the seven seed here. I think, uh, mm-hmm. I think the bills don't want to lose because again, since he could still pass them for the two seed uh, if they lose and since he wins. So that, obviously hurt new england so that's and then all that happens for new england to get pushed out is miami to beat the jets so right. i think miami sneaks into the seven seed and buffalo miami i think that's going to be a really interesting game that could be get yeah. everybody back healthy to a healthy um get Ty- tyreek healthy waddle are near uncoverable they are they would give that buffalo defense fits but i think playing in <laughs> playing in the in buffalo new york compared to Miami playing a home <laughs> game like that is a huge advantage. So I still think Buffalo in that matchup. Um, I think since he takes down Baltimore, most likely, um, I think the chargers stick in the five seed and upset whoever they're playing being Jacksonville or, or Tennessee. I'm just thinking their offense is better than the other two. And then that leaves KC versus the chargers being the lowest remaining seed. And then a Cincy bills. And that'd be a, that'd be a tough rematch especially yeah. after uh, everything that happened. So that certainly a coin flip there, but I think I just got to take the bills in that one. So I got Casey yeah, versus the bills. Enough. I'm pretty much right with you. I think that's, I think Casey now sets or breaks the record for most AFC championship games hosted. Yeah. If they win, if they make yep. it there this year. So especially if they get there, it's or if they're, you know, getting to the divisional round or whatever, I don't think there's any way they're getting knocked out by anybody below the top two to three teams so i mean i think that's going to be pretty easy and i think the bills can come on at the right time and 
other than the Bengals, I don't see anybody else possibly giving them a tough fit. So I'm with you on that one. Um, I won't go too much into anything else, just like kind of you already covered. So moving into the NFC side, um, do you have a a two? This is the one that I think kind of is a little bit more up in the air. Yeah, I was going to say, since I took the whole AFC, I'll give you the NFC and I'll follow up. Oh, sentiment. Okay. Um, (laughs) Unless unless you want me to. This is one that honestly I could see any of the top like five seeds in some combo making it. So it's real tough. I mean, I think obviously the consensus chalk pick would be to say the Eagles are going to be making it because they've dominated all year and we see the Mm -hmm. difference that it makes with Hertz in versus out. Um, San Fran, I just feel like is really, really exciting. I think they're the most complete, well-built team top to bottom, all positions on offense and defense. So they're very, very scary. The Vikings, I don't know what to expect. I think we're going to luck out and getting an easy round one matchup. And then from there, who knows? I mean, we can, we can, upset or surprise anybody maybe uh maybe somebody upsets the 49ers and we end up hosting a second game at home we don't know so um us i'm not sure how to feel about the bucks are obviously like the feel like probably the the smallest threat even below some of the wild card teams but at the same time it's they get the home playoff game and it's brady like they they find right. ways to pull really out, gonna so doubt like, him in the playoffs right it's very tough i mean like they're the they're the yeah, like I said, the smallest threat, and they still feel like they're going to be a lock to win round one. Dallas is probably the most overpowered wildcard team in either side, I feel like, right now. So, like, they yeah. are, are legit contenders across the board. They just happen to be unlucky playing with the Eagles. The Giants, I don't think, scares pretty much anybody. I mean, maybe they get lucky and upset somebody round one, but I don't think they're going anywhere. And then, really, out of the Seahawks, Detroit, and Green Bay, I don't see either of the first two making it out of the first round. Green Bay, if they make it in here, you know, they're – they're riding in the flames. So, I mean, anything can happen if they get into playoffs and it's kind of same thing as the Brady effect with Aaron Rodgers. So I could see something happening there where maybe, you know, Rodgers gets his revenge game against the 49ers for once. I don't know, but um, so that's kind of how I see the entire field. If I was picking my two though, I'm going to go a little bit spicy, I guess I say, because these are all good teams. So it's not super spicy, but I am not picking the Eagles to be in the NFC championship game. I am picking the 49ers to host it. And I think, Mm -hmm they would be matched up for me personally with the Cowboys. Nice. That's exactly what I have. Weird. It is. Well, it's, it's, it's crazy. Cause I thought the exact same thing and pretty much everything near across the board. Um, I, I had the Packers getting in and I was like, as much as I would love to say that, uh, or I, I'm going to love to see it. Cause I think the 49ers defense is what is what helps them against the Packers. Again, they just, same thing with Cowboys. Obviously, they have a great offense, but their defense is just so great. And th- yeah. that speed is going to give the Bucks absolute fits, absolute fits, uh, even with the Bucks playing at home. So I'm never going to count Tom Brady out, but I think the, the Cowboys take care of business. I think Sam Fran takes care of business. I think we take care of business. And then it's Philly-Dallas. That's a coin flip game. Simple yeah. as that. As much as you want to say, oh, it's Philly, it's Philly. And they barely won, and they had Minshew, and now they get Jalen Hurts. That's still a coin flip. But like, mm-hmm. those are two very, very good teams, and again, an incredible defense in, in Dallas. Um, and then Minnesota versus the 49ers. I just don't know that our consistency holds up yeah. against again a really, really great defense. So then you either got Dallas versus Philly, or uh, Dallas versus the 49ers, or you got Philly versus the 49ers. And if you're gonna do anything contrarian, Dallas has got to be the way to go. Yep. Totally agree. I think I, I said it like two to three weeks ago in a skip it or ship it that if these two teams meet in the playoffs, I'm predicting that Dallas will upset the, yeah. the Eagles. So that's what I'm sticking with. I just think it'll be defense figuring out ways to win in the, the playoffs. Yeah. So 
Uh, and then the 49ers beat Dallas and go back with Brock Purdy and win the Super Bowl I, over the Bills. Right, Boom. Okay, so I was, uh, was just going to slide into it now that we had our top four. So is that your pick? Is the Super Bowl matchup the Bills no. 49ers? Oh, no. No. What do you got? Uh, I got uh, – I'm I, as much as I would love to do to pick the 49ers, um, if, if I'm actually picking and I'm, I'm putting money on it, I'm I'm putting my money still on Philly. Um, against the Bills, and then um, I'm taking the Bills to take it home. You're not even picking your top four. No, your top four. No. no. <laughs> oh, if I, if I was putting together, if I was putting together a bracket to like win money, you can't just go one two one two. So I'm I'm picking Dallas. But if I'm if I'm trying to say what I really think is going to happen, and I know there'll be an upset, Philly just looks too ridiculous to me. And playing all home games and home field advantage all the way through, Jalen Hurts getting back, hopefully all the way healthy. For the most part, I think near everybody wants to see a Philly and Buffalo Super Bowl. I think th- I think oh, that would be God. ridiculous. I think that would be the highest ratings of the Super Bowl probably ever. Keep Philly out of the Super Bowl. I, don't, I can't stand the fans. I can't. Uh, just, Me neither. I hate. I hate <laughs> them in every sense of the word. I love every player on their team. I, I love Jalen Hurts. I love AJ Brown. Everybody knows I'm an AJ Brown truther. Dallas Goddard. Devonta Smith, like you I love, love Miles Sanders, yeah. I fucking hate Miles Sanders. <laughs> don't get it, yeah. But their fans are just horrendous human beings. Yeah. So that's um, that's my main thing. So I would love, I would, I mean, I would love to see Dallas there. I have no issue with Dallas getting there at all, and I hope it happens. I I would be cheering for Dallas over Philly, but I I think Philly's just too good. Well, it ain't gonna matter because for me, my Super Bowl prediction is two out of my final four and it is the number two seed versus the number two seed. I'm going bills 49ers just to nice. have some fun with it and try to stay away I'm from like chalk. It. Exactly. I just think both of these teams right. would be really hard. exciting and yeah, I just, yeah. So we'll see what happens. We'll, we'll get a little bit more into it once we actually have some matchups locked in, cover that for you guys next week. So uh, now sliding into kind of what I wanted to go through, I, I combed through some of our notes from all of our past episodes here and tried to come up with, earlier on in the season that were somewhat impressive calls or predictions or picks that we made. So I tried to tag them based on like, which one of us said it, obviously I, I write most of the notes. So I'm, I'm unfairly crediting a lot of these to me. So Tyler, if there's any others that stick out to you, (laughs) toss them out, (laughs) but um, rattling through a few of the good ones and just, I guess, stop me if you have any two cents to say on them, otherwise I'll just kind of keep going. But the good, the bad, and the ugly for the good side. Um, my first preseason episode with you, I said no player who was the number one player at their position last year was going to repeat. Uh, that was all true, four for four across the board. So last year was Josh Allen, now it's Mahomes. Last year was Jonathan Taylor, now it's Eckler. Last was Cup, now it's Justin Jefferson. And last was Mark Andrews, and now it's Kelsey. Not only that, but other than Josh Allen, the other three across the board finished significantly lower than number, like than what their previous yeah, year was. Did. So. Um, just goes to show, I think I've said that almost every year in fantasy, that it's very, very tough to repeat. So even when Josh Allen had those like back-to-back years as QB1, it was like, holy crap, this never happens. So yeah. Um, going on for that, the preseason draft show, I had said to a few people actually during the draft season, but I was like, I if I had the 101, at least in our Victoria's Secret League, I'd be taking CMC over Jonathan Taylor. And Jonathan Taylor was such a consensus number one. And it was just a you know, for me, I'm like, Jonathan Taylor seems safe. Obviously, not, none of us, myself included, mm-hmm. expected him to drop off this year. But for me, I was like, if CMC is healthy, this isn't even a question to me. And so many people, like, I remember I, I said it at um, Dave and Darian's wedding, uh, Asian Dave, 
we were at their mm-hmm. wedding and there was a number of guys from the league and i said it to ben and ben i think at the time nothing against him but at the time was like really you would do that and i was like i just have a feeling i just think cmc is better and it's, it's easy to say now but that was one sure. i was proud of where i think i just you know i still would have taken jonathan taylor at two but uh wasn't sold on him being the unquestioned one like everybody was saying yeah um yeah that's another one no, that's awesome yeah another one and, i mean obviously it works oh, for us like like katie like katie had the choice she had the yeah, number one pick right i mean obviously she loved cmc denver background that blah blah helps. blah in carolina before he got traded and whatnot obviously the fandom played a little bit into it but great call i mean ultimately ultimately worked out <laughs> yeah you, you, good call for her volume is king and when you get the Jeez. receptions like that jt was previously getting but really hasn't gotten since they've had like the uh-huh. I know it's in Buffalo now, but the the Naheem Hineses and whatnot of the world on there, he hasn't been getting that passing down work where CMC gets all that shit. So him and right. Eckler are just their own fucking world. Yeah, facts. Um, another couple of them I talked about after the big receivers left in the offseason between uh, Devonte Adams from the Packers and Tyreek from the Chiefs. I said no Green Bay or KC receiver is going to break a thousand yards. I don't think it's going to happen. The closest is Juju at eight ninety eight. So. People were kind of predicting Juju as a breakout candidate. Some even talked about Lazard at one point being a breakout candidate, and nobody's really done anything. So not a not a tough call to predict, but uh, one we stuck oh with. God. Another one, I don't feel good about this one, but I said Melvin Gordon was <laughs> going to end the season with more touchdowns than Javante. Neither of them are even active for the Broncos anymore. Javante got hurt and Melvin Gordon's <laughs> been cut, but he had more touchdowns. So, you know, through six weeks or whatever it was before Javante went down, it was technically correct. Um and then as far as our my guys, both Tyler and I went uh, one at quarterback, running back, wide receiver, and tight end. We each had two that were pretty solid, I think, values that we nailed. I had uh, Travis Etienne at running back for shaky start, but he came on and looks like a you know top 15 at least pick next year. And then David Njoku at tight end bouncing back from kind of obscurity the last few seasons. Tyler, meanwhile, nailed Tony Pollard basically being a running back one down the stretch. And then Christian Kirk, mm-hmm. who was just lighting it up for a few weeks until kind of a a slower end, but both of them huge values where you were getting them. So we nailed yeah. those. Yeah. Love to see that. Yeah. ETN finished his uh, uh, RB 16, which I mean, maybe about where you drafted him. Maybe probably not. Probably, probably drafted him a little further back than that. Um, most people in like the third ish round, maybe fourth ish round. And Joku, I mean, 15, tied in 15. Nothing he wrong missed with a that. Ton or, too. I mean, yeah. Plus he missed a ton. Um, yeah, Pollard killed great about finishes fucking RB seven. That's that's so insane. Um, and Christian Kirk certainly uh, one of the best values at wide receiver this year. Finishes wide receiver fourteen. Yeah, you were getting him in like seventh, eighth, ninth round. Like it was. Yeah, I think. Uh, yeah, I drafted him. That drafted him in. I drafted him in the seventh round. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, just crazy. Um, a few other like minor ones here when we were talking on the show post week one, I said, Chris Olave was going to be the best wide receiver from the rookie class this year. I think it's probably a toss up between him and Garrett Wilson. I think Wilson has the edge on yards, but, uh, mm-hmm. Olave has looked very, very, very good. Um, both of us said this post the week three episode, but we said the Jaguars are the team to beat in the AFC South and they're playing for the division this weekend. So nobody expected yeah. that. I think a lot of people thought the Colts would just, uh, bounce back this year with, you know, improvement across the board, but did not happen. Um, post week three, I think at the time after a hot start, I said uh, Lamar was the MVP favorite mm-hmm. and has not continued in the in the season. <laughs> but Tyler said um, his other one was would be Jalen Hurts, and he's continued to do exactly what he's doing. So good call for him there. 
the one I talked about before that I've been saying, I bet I've said it like seven times throughout the <laughs> podcast yeah. season, but I was like, the Packers are doing bad and they're going to hang around just enough for it to matter when they play us week 17 and we won't be clutch enough to eliminate them. So here they are in the big game of the week to hop into the playoffs after smoking us, just like I said. Uh, this one I completely forgot about, but post week five, I had a skip it or ship it that Gino would finish higher than Russell Wilson fantasy points this season. And I said he would, and it's, it has not been close, which is crazy. Um, I think there was a, a double off of that somewhere where we both kind of talked about whether the um, Broncos would bounce back or not. And we completely mm-hmm. missed on that one. Cause we thought they oh, would, yeah. but totally goes, goes to show Gino has held on. Uh, post week five, I said, obviously he is a, a key target for dynasties, but just in redraft, I said, George Pickens was a buy low as soon as they switched from, uh, Trubisky to Kenny Pickett. And he's actually been pretty serviceable down the stretch. Mm-hmm. Uh, both of us called that the Browns wouldn't be good enough, um, until Deshaun Watson returned to make the playoffs. We just didn't know that Watson would also be bad. Uh, <laughs> true. Post week nine, Tyler said, don't bother doing any fab on Odell Beckham. And literally, I forgot that he was even a thing until I read it in the notes today. So goes to show that was a good call. Uh, We both said, I think, post week nine, when the Rams were three and five, that they would just straight up miss the playoffs. That was definitely true. I don't know if they won more than two games the rest of the season. No. Uh, We were both in on Deshaun Watson not returning to his QB1 elite form once he was back from a suspension. He is nowhere near a QB1. Um, This one, this was post-week 11, so, you know, halfway through the season, roughly. We both predicted Detroit would make the playoffs um, when they were kind of hanging on there. And this is obviously pending results of, excuse me, Sunday night, but uh, pretty pretty close. Uh, both of us, again, another pending one. We both said the Bucks would win the division. They have done that, but I think I said yes to them winning it with a losing record, and you just said they would win it outright. Um, if they lose this week, yeah, I said, are, yeah, I said uh, with a win, yeah, I said with a winning record. So yeah, I, so I skipped it. It all comes down to this week. I added chip. Yeah, exactly. And my main reason I still feel good about that is, um, was I was I reading? I was like, there's n- near no way it, uh, a loss would mean Tom Brady's first losing season in 21 years as a starter, and you know damn well that he knows that. So Thanks. as much as Todd Bowles has said, hey, we're playing our starters, you know Brady's like, fuck the Falcons. There's a <laughs> divisional game. I'm not finishing with a losing record. I'm playing that. So for uh, all those aware and just randomly, throw Bucks are like four-point underdogs because this game literally means crazy. nothing to them. But it means a lot to Tom Brady, I'm sure of it. So sprinkle mm-hmm. a little bit on the Bucks money line. <laughs> Um, and then the last one for the good calls, uh, one I'm most proud of, but week 11 or whatever, when Jimmy, Jimmy G went down, I said, don't be surprised if Purdy plays well enough to play himself into the, the starting quarterback conversation for next year and give the 49ers something to think about. They're undefeated since he took over and he's just been putting up crazy numbers. So that one, I didn't expect at this level, but uh, he's a hundred percent proved that right. And then the other quick bad slash ugly ones that we haven't talked about yet uh, are other two my guys across the board. I said Trey Lance. Who knows what he would have been? He got hurt week two. And then Michael <laughs> Pittman, my favorite breakout candidate, completely flopped with Matt Ryan and the Colts' anemic offense. And then Tyler had Derek Carr and Cole Komet. Carr was good at, in stretches, but Komet, there was just no passing volume there. So, No. Yeah, he had, he had like two good weeks. Like, it's yeah. crazy it is. Like, just because he had massive weeks, you, you couldn't have – survived him because he had two massive weeks of 17 and 19.4 because I'm like as, as as exactly as brutal as tight end with those just those two plus the rest of his three and four point weeks 
He's tight end. He's tight end eight. So technically, Gross. it is higher than Njoku, even with like the injuries and things like that. But if if you look at his season in a whole, four, one, four, one, three and a half, seven, seventeen, twenty, three, two, seven, two, two, eight. Like it's yeah, it's certainly was brutal. Even though it doesn't look it, if you just look at the player ranking for the year. Yeah, tight ends on a scoring yeah. format are just a mirage. Like it always looks. Weird. You have people like. Like the Higbees and the Gerald Everett's and Noah Fance used to be like a tight end one, even being like a third of the points of the top guys. So yes. don't believe it. Don't look at tight end finishes next year when you're going into drafts. Just take guys Correct. that actually did well on a points per game format. Correct. So that's it. Just give you kind of a recap that, you know, we sometimes know what we're talking about. But, uh, yeah, we'll try to keep those going throughout the playoffs. Um, moving into the Victoria's Secret side, we really just have uh, – the the quick championship recap to cover and then everything else is kind of done for the season so i'll let you say yeah. your piece on that one if you want yeah quick little drum roll certainly uh, certainly love it champion championship week um we'll start with the start with the third place game and then we'll get to the championship um kind of crazy and i don't know if people are going to like this or not like this but i'm the commissioner and i decided and this is this is how it's going to go um it was ben versus ryan and it was going into the bills and Bengals game and then has Joe Burrow. Um, so he, Ryan was already done. He had 82.68 and then was at like uh, 80 point something or pretty much 80 flat. Well, the first drive of the game, the Bengals went down and he had 50 something <laughs> yards and a touchdown. So he'd already scored like six and a half. Well, now technically the game's been canceled and they don't like get any points for that or anything like that. Ben wouldn't have lost that game. He was, he was already winning the game. To me, it makes no sense for Ryan to now just win the game. So yeah, no, Ben I wins agree. third. Okay, good. Bare yeah, minimum. I'm, I, I didn't ask anybody's opinion that... <laughs> on that one. I'm like, he was literally already winning when yeah. the game stopped. So no league I'm kept... in just yeah. discounted Burrow's points. Bare minimum, if he was ahead from what Burrow had already scored. I mean, right. God forbid he would have been like three points behind, and then you have to have that discussion. But like, bare minimum, right. he was already ahead. Games over. Yeah. Fine. He was already four points ahead. So unless he scored zero more points and threw three interceptions, because two <laughs> interceptions would have tied and blah blah blah. But yeah, so Ben nope. takes uh, Ben takes third, eighty six point six eight to Ryan's eighty two point six eight, and then on to the ship, Mister Jalters versus Jay. Um, wasn't horrible scores, but wasn't great scores. Um, but final drum roll, Walters takes home the ship, ninety three point three eight to uh, Jay's eighty two point two seven. Mr. Daniel Jones comes up clutch. Walters complained all week that Jalen Hurst wasn't going to play for him. Said, fine, I'll play fucking Daniel Jones. And uh, and jumps in there with a couple rushing scores. A.J. Brown did his thing. Darren Waller did his thing. Walters, congrats, taking it down. We don't feel bad for you having Jalen Hurts all year. So, fuck off. Yeah, and also continues to disappoint. Not one person in the entire playoff scored 100 points. No. Not even 94. Not any, not any game. Yeah, the entire God zero games, and also I would like to point out because this bodes well for my NFL playoff predictions. But uh, I did say that if if Hertz didn't play, I was picking Jay, and I am wrong. So I literally was wrong on every single fantasy playoff pick in our that's, league. That's phenomenal. Was that's it impressive. a wrong pick or was I just cursing them? We nobody knows, but uh, yeah. So should should have known the way you pick QBs. <laughs> Yeah, no shit. Uh, well, moving on, we won't cover any ad drop it like it's hot stuff until next year. No trades because obviously trade deadlines are done. No waiver targets because you're an animal if you're playing a week 18 championship. And 
didn't really worry about injuries because so many people are going to be sitting their top players this week anyway that, you know, it's kind of a crapshoot. So we're going to slide right into the betting corner just for sake of time, and we're going to let Tyler do his bets and lines of the week. Hey, perfect. Um, so going into week 17, uh, I, I kind of did like a six-point teaser for uh, plus 260, um, but I said I didn't feel great about all of all four of them, so I said kind of mix and match. So I had uh, with the six-point teaser, I teased the Seahawks up to plus uh, eight, so obviously they won outright. Teased the Chargers down to pick them. Obviously they won. Uh, the Bengals up to plus seven and a half. That's just kind of a, a push, a cancel that would have just taken it off. So essentially made it a three-team teaser. Uh, and then the Eagles. So with that one missing, you essentially, if you did all four, obviously lost. You lost one unit. But if you did decide to do like a, these three teams or these three teams and you went with the Seahawks, Chargers, and Bengals, you won yourself like 0.8 units. So either lost a unit or you won about three-quarters of a unit. So neither here nor there, kind of a just a miss on the week. Uh, week 18 is always tough. Again, you never know motivation-wise what people are looking at. Um, so I've just been kind of sticking with the teasers for teams that need the need the wins and have the motivation to really stay in their seedings. So I'm I'm teasing. Uh, I'm doing another six-point teaser. Uh, Kansas City from minus eight and a half down to minus two and a half. The Bengals down from minus nine to minus three, and the Cowboys down from minus seven to minus one. So pays about uh, one and a half or one point six to one. Um, and again, one of the other ones that I mentioned, uh, I'm sprinkling some on the Bucks money line. Again, they're, if you really want to play the plus four, you, you can. But if they decide to sit Brady in the second half, you can play like a first half spread or a first half money line when you know like Brady's going to be in there the whole time. Otherwise, if you want it for the full game, it's like plus 176. So almost two to one to say the Bucks are going to win the game against the Falcons seems kind of ridiculous. Um, some other just fun, quick week 18 props and incentives that uh, that people like to do uh if you want to get jj you can get him over 193 and a half yards for like five to one so if you really think he's going to somehow beat it that'd be that'd be a crazy one um but uh, one really good one to look at is christian kirk and, and zay jones it's a must-win game for jacksonville obviously against tennessee and they they both have incentives on the line um, so Christian Kirk needs, um, his, his, he needs essentially like 90 yards to get another like half a million dollars. He needs 91 yards to get half a million dollars. Um, and Zay Jones needs, I believe he needs 98 yards to get a half a million dollars. So I wouldn't go searching for 98, 91 yards. I would just play both overs to the receiving yards, which, which are at 56 and a half and 52 and a half yards respectively. Cause I think. Trevor Lawrence and that team win by his arm and throwing the ball. Mm -hmm. um, and so I think both of them with those contract incentives also in there and obviously being their main two receivers, I'm, I'm saying they, they not only win the game, they catch both of their incentives as well. So that should be a fun one. All right. Well, I like it. <clears throat> uh, slide into the DFS side for those of you playing that season long. Uh, last week I took fourth overall in the week out of like 20 teams on, uh, that was tied for my lowest score out of my 10 score best thing, which is what we're doing. So literally no improvement, even though I took fourth in the group, which sucks. Mm -hmm. um, so I'm in second place right now. I'm behind by 16 points total uh, from the top person. So I don't know that I can catch them, but uh, it's really annoying because in, in top 10 scores, I'm, I'm in second, like I said, but I am by far and away first place if we do top five scores or full season scores, which are both formats we've done in the past. So Pick the only format that I can't do well in, apparently. 
Um, last week on my picks, I had wins with uh, Jared Goff getting 22.4, Tyler Algier with 16, Godwin with 16 and a half, CMC with 28, and then my only two big losses on the week were uh, Romeo Dubs with 3.5, um, and then Evan Ingram with 3.4. So, moving into this week, I have tinkered with it a lot, but uh, let me just start out with the grossest part of my lineup. My two running backs this week, because I think they're just saving a lot of money, Zach Moss for the Colts down at 6,800 playing against the Texans, the 32nd best um, ranked against running backs. And Moss has been getting a ton of volume, obviously with um, Jonathan Taylor out. He had 15 last week. He had 12 the week before 24 the week before that. And I expect Indy to just kind of keep around the ball and not really want to do much with any of their quarterbacks this week. So I think um, especially him being kind of a PPR guy too, I think this is a week that it's very, very cheap for him um, to have some value. He doesn't have to do a lot for me to get value. We'll put it that way. And then we're going to go even farther down in cheap running backs with uh, newly activated off the injury report, Elijah Mitchell for the 49ers, mm-hmm. who I know we mentioned a little bit ago, CMC is healthy and playing. But the four games or so that him and CMC, Elijah Mitchell and CMC, have played together, um, they have they have the decently split. Like Elijah, the last time they played, I think he had 21 to CMC's 27 touches. So... Whenever he's been active, they do give him the ball. Um, and the reason I'm doing it is because he's only 5000 on FanDuel, which is literally the cheapest you can get a player that's active. So even if he does a little bit, I think the 49ers are going to be able to run it well with Arizona being their opponent. And I think they're going to want to keep CMC healthy. So even if he's active and off the injury report, I expect them to kind of do a little bit of snap count and not, not run them into the ground when they don't need to. So you hear that and you go, Jack, those are gross. Why are you picking such cheap receiver running backs? This is why my quarterback of the week, Josh Allen, $8,800 going against New England. I'm picking my studs that are in games that are must wins like we were talking about. So the Bills with a chance at the one seed and a chance to to drop down to the three seed, I think they're going to want to score a lot. Josh Allen, obviously, basically been the QB one all year. Um, 35, 20, the last three games that he played fully. So Going in this week, I think he can. Uh, he has an upside explosion game waiting to happen, which I need to do because I need to catch somebody by 16 points. And then my three receivers, loving all of this that I had the money to fit these guys in. But Jalen Waddles for 7,200, officially off the injury report. So he is active, even with a backup quarterback. Waddle lives in the slot and gets a ton of targets. So um, very, very excited for him in a Dolphins versus Jets game where they need to win. My next receiver, Devontae Smith for the Eagles, who also need to win 7,700 versus the Giants. And my third receiver, Jamar Chase for 8,500 with the Bengals needing needing to beat Baltimore. So having uh, Josh Allen and Jamar Chase in the same lineup feels really, really good. Um, my last flex guy, another big saving guy if you're just looking for somebody to fit in when you're trying to pick your, your studs. But Rashid Shahid from the Saints, wide receiver. Um, yes. He's been getting a ton of volume down the stretch and not a lot of – non super intense fantasy players are going to know him but six targets last week five the week before he's got a 10.17.9 point like he's been doing consistently and getting deep shots too so another guy that only needs like one or two catches to make something happen uh, very very good dart throw for cheap lastly tight end and defense rounding it out tight end i've got tyler higby down at 5600 going against the seattle seahawks who are 32nd best against tight ends so just targeting terrible defenses against my matchups and then ironically, defenses, I am currently slotting in the Seahawks against the Rams uh, because the Rams are at like 30th best against opposing, defense, opposing defenses. So making a strong push to see what it can happen here this final week and uh, hopefully catch first. You know what, if I get second, it is what it is. But uh, yeah, I'm, I'm feeling pretty good about that lineup this week. All people that are pretty much playing in must-win games. 
Love it. So <clears throat> now that we're done with that, we're going to finally slide into the last segment, the Four Horsemen Weekly Draft. Um, last week's results of most egregious movie misses was was very intense and fun and just like crazy <laughs> weird. Um, Tyler, once again, I feel like always wins the group meets. Tyler was four to one in one group meet, two to two in another. And then apparently I took a sweep in the Facebook post, uh, only 10, but 10 to zero, which everybody was just like, as you should, they just thought it was egregious of my picks, which I never saw coming. I, I thought up and Anchorman alone was going to be crazy for you, but people were losing their mind about Goodwill hunting. So I told you as soon as you, <laughs> it, yeah, as soon as you picked that, I was like, it's, it's over. And I mean, yeah. and then you had the mighty ducks at the tail end. I was like, Jack, you are yeah. a fucking psycho. It will make everybody happy to know literally the day after we record that episode, I watched Goodwill Hunting. I love it. I texted Tyler about it. So it is no longer <laughs> on my list. Um, I actually, I also started the matrix. So I'm literally just working down nice. my list of knocking these guys off. I saw you watched Anchorman. Did you finish it? I did. I did. Um, what were your thoughts? Did you have man. notes? I don't, I don't have notes. Oh, no. <laughs> I not, not a huge fan. It was okay. Oh, I mean, no. there's, there's some funny parts, but there are many other Will Ferrell movies that I like better. There's a lot of star powers. So that was really cool. See Paul Rudd and Steve Carell and, and everything mm-hmm. like that. Uh, so Ben Stiller. So it, it was, it was, it was funny. There's, there's funny parts, but there's many other movies that I would rather watch of Will Ferrell's than that one after having watched it. So it wasn't yeah, bad. Don't get me wrong. I, I get the quotability for sure, but the hype around it to be like, Hey, this is one of the best movies. I definitely don't see it. Yeah, fair enough. Fair quotability, enough. I'll give it. I'll give it quotability, no question. <laughs> it um... that, that escalated quickly. Like, that, really, <laughs> really that, got, that really got out of hand. Brick, where'd you get a hand grenade? I don't know. I don't know. Oh, that was Steve Carell before he was like big time. He was so yes. good in that. <laughs> I um, killed him, man. <laughs> the trident. Huh. Um, in the heart. I know, I know up in Pulp Fiction were on yours. What was the fourth movie of yours? Oh, Lord of the Rings. Uh, like Lord of the Rings or something like that. Literally, I will t- obviously, I will tell you, Anchorman is by far the worst out of those four movies, so if that helps. Okay. okay <laughs> up, that, that up definitely is, helps. Up is so okay. good. Pulp Fiction is like a cinematic masterpiece because it's Tarantino, and then Lord of the Rings sure. won every award ever in existence. So yeah, pick any of the other three and uh, watch them <laughs> the next week Deal. or two. So uh, that brings up our total to, so I won that one 13 to six um, brings up our season long total of me at nine, Tyler at six. We both got, we've got like two ties in there somewhere, but Mm -hmm. um, we'll rattle them off once the official season's over of which one we won and all that stuff. So if you want to go back and listen to those, they're all a lot of fun. Uh, This week's episode topic for the draft is best villains. So we're looking pretty much anywhere. It doesn't have to be a movie. It could be TV show. It could be, if you read a good book, whatever, you know, wherever you had yeah. them from. Um, but this is the, like the clear, clear no way bad guys from those stories. So, you know, we're not going to get into, oh, this was an anti-hero who kind of became the villain of his story. But we're, they, we're just, just the bad guy. No. So I don't know if there's any other crazy rules beyond that, but that's all I got. No, I don't think so. I, cause I, I'm with you. I went so back and forth on this. Cause I'm like, do I want to do villains that are like fucked up and just like, did villain things or do i would do like iconic villains so yeah. I'm, I'm really curious to see where where you go with this and just from the list that i put together i'm like some of these i like enjoyed them as villains and like they're mm-hmm. so it, this was this will be a re- obviously very subjective one as most of these are but this one should be kind of fun yeah and i guess for me i didn't necessarily go like who did the most villainous horrible things i more exactly. like a, mi- a mix of icon versus like enjoyable like yeah maybe i didn't too. cheer for them okay, but like good. they were they were they were good bad guys you know so yeah um 
having the 101 this week because Tyler took up last week first for those who listened. Um, there's a very clear top two to me, and I'm assuming the other one's gone the second I don't take it. I am gonna go more. God, I'm, I literally had them ranked, and now I'm, like, flip-flopping on the spot. Um, <laughs> I, know, I, I love that I know which ones you're flipping between. Yeah, 100%. I, I'm, I'm probably going to go wrong with this one because I, they're iconic in different crowds of people. But um, uh, yes, because I am – well, th- these both make you a nerd. But because I'm a super nerd and, like, know a ton of this one's backstory and, like, in different um, venues or mediums of entertainment and stuff, I'm taking this one because I think he – for those that know the full backstory, he is by far like the best just villain created ever of all time. So I am going the Joker in all versions yeah. of him. 100%. And, and obviously I know, I know the other one, um, but yeah, he just anything. And if you just go straight to Heath Ledger, even in that, it's just, yeah. One of the best roles of all time one, of any 100, 100%. So Absolutely amazing. And so the obvious other one that I have to go with is just the only villain that probably Gary from Pokemon, of course, right, that every person on the planet knows. And all you have to do is make a weird sound with your mouth. And you know exactly. And you know what it is. So I I have to take Darth Vader. If if I was going to be very surprised. I was like, as soon as you said there was two, I was like, fuck, he's actually going to take the Joker. I thought I was going to get away with that. Uh, So Darth Vader will will certainly be my pick after that it certainly kind of it kind of falls off hill yeah <laughs> there's, there's, it could go there's anywhere. so there's so many that, that you could do um i think for me i i, I just loved all uh, everything in in the marvel universe so much and i okay. loved him just as a villain um he's obviously been so iconic in in all the movies and and all the comics and everything like that so he was a villain that was obviously very villainous, but at the same time, you almost understood why he was doing what he was doing. Yeah. <laughs> he just didn't understand what he was doing was terrible. Um, so I, I loved the acting of, of Thanos. So I have to take Darth Vader and then I have to take Thanos for my other pick. Yeah. I love that. That's real strong. It, that was like you said, that the big part with him was like that you empathize with it or you got you got it to correct. an extent where you're like, yeah. I don't want to sound like a bad person, but it completely makes sense. And correct. Just, yeah. Josh you know, Roland did amazing. Josh Roland was so did amazing. Yeah. I did amazing. So he certainly did really well with it. If you've read any of the comic books and things like that, he's mm-hmm. obviously the same way, but Josh Roland just brought that character to the MC universe, MCU universe and made it ridiculously iconic. Yeah. I love that. Solid. Um, God, for me, because now I'm getting into like either ones that are very niche, like some people are not going to have just just not have seen this movie or show so they won't, you know, relate, but I'll go with another iconic one that most people can relate to, Um, you know, if unless you're like crazy, like, for example, my wife who still has never seen these movies, and it makes me sad, but uh, yeah, uh, yeah, Voldemort put him on the board. Yeah, that was easy. That was my next pick. Yeah, I I think as far as iconic, I think it's like Joker, Vader, and Voldemort. And then obviously Thanos is a great newer age one. But uh, like Mm -hmm. all of us, for the most part, I actually have Voldemort and Thanos that I shifted. Oh, yeah. So so do I. But I think Thanos is a nice, like different version because otherwise you're just all Star Wars and Harry Potter crap. Yeah, exactly. I'm like, hey, I will take that in my life. Yeah. But yeah, no, I think all of us like grew up reading the books. And I, to me, I think like the movie adaption was really good for the villain, but I think the book version was even scarier. It was almost like once I saw 
Voldemort like played as an actor and stuff it was just somehow different whereas the book it was this like mystical like evil being and like you just you know can't put a name on the face kind of thing so his whole story was great and just how overpowered he was and like just Mm -hmm. wizard wise terrifying he didn't have a nose so he looked creepy like a snake his little just oh his like breathless voice all the time too freaked me out whenever I heard it so oh so yeah that's my my clear 202 um and then this is where it gets like you could I could just throw a dart at these guys and I don't know who to take Mm um I'm gonna bob a little bit and weave here and kind of go a different version um not specifically well not yet it's coming soon but not specifically a movie villain but just in terms of like best best known villains and like ones that people grew up on and like you he's got to be the villain that's appeared in like the most games overall so i i I didn't know what you're thinking i'm going with but i am gonna go with um not in terms of not in terms of like acted well or like backstory and stuff, but just classic villains and stuff. Yeah. I'm going Bowser. Oh, nice. That's actually that's actually sick. I don't even have yeah. a, I don't even have him on my list. That's phenomenal. Yeah, yeah. He was a late addition. It was one of those where I'm like I wasn't thinking of him because I'm thinking all like movies and like story backgrounds. But like you think bad guys and just Bowser is like the original, like the OG squad yeah. person. So yeah, that's, that's uh, mine. Yeah, that yeah, that's phenomenal. Um, yeah, I. I I kind of did the same thing. I went, uh, I, I went iconic with with my next one, um, and it, it, the creepiest thing and, and best thing about the villain is there's no words ever even spoken. There's just ominous music that plays, and you you better run. So um, I hate horror movies, but oh. if, if you want to call him, if you want to yes. call him a villain, I, I had to put Michael Myers on the list. He's creepy yeah. as fuck, and every single movie that and fucking piano. Oh, oh my god it's absolutely <laughs> terrifying so i had to have him on my list even though That's i didn't solid. want to see his face at all so i had to do michael myers and then with my last pick uh, i'm gonna go a little bit off off side like away from uh, from a lot of this and i'm gonna hit everybody right in the fields right now oh, and no. have uh, one of the, one of the ultimate villains that nobody would consider a villain until they thought of it and give me scar from lion king oh yeah Oh, 100 percent he's a villain, but yeah, I wouldn't have yeah. ever thought of that. Oh, I know. I was good. just thinking through. I was like, I was like, I have got like a handful on my list, but I'm like, Scar, that, that motherfucker. Good. Everybody hates Scar. It just is long what it is. Live so. the king. Oh, long live the king. So that's a super good one. Scar. That's like on the level yeah. of Bowser where it's just like not top yeah. of mind, but then you're like, oh, like we grew up on this stuff. He was my first like so big good. betrayal. Yeah. Oh man, okay um so i'll tell you there's a couple on my list one that i uh, i was considering but uh sauron who's the big villain from lord of the yep, rings and i knew that. tyler wasn't him, so <laughs> no it's like <laughs> I, was easy. I know the, i knew the name but i was like i don't even know if enough people know who that is in, in terms of villains and stuff like he is very like he's just overpowered like crazy and stuff but i feel like sure. yeah i'm like i know tyler's not gonna take because he hasn't seen the movie so i'm not worried no there. no there's idea. a couple no, of these like, other i know the name but i don't know there's a couple of these others that i think like if I just said the names, you'd be like, I know I've heard them, but I don't remember what they're from. So I'm kind of staying away sure. from them, but I'm, I'm feeling very good for my like alternates and picks we didn't take after. So the last mm-hmm. one I'm going to close it out with, just because even if you haven't seen the movies and there's multiples yeah. of them for him, um, I think I everybody just knows the name and it's very, very iconic. Yep. And he, he's one of my favorite villains, especially because the actor's phenomenal that plays him and just like all the little mannerisms but hannibal lecter because i'm closing hopkins yeah i know exactly that was that was my other one if i didn't take scar i was gonna take uh, i was gonna take hannibal lecter 
he so, is one okay. of my favorite villains of all time. Literally, literally for my personal choices, it's it's Joker and him as my two favorite villains ever. Because yes. I think Hannibal Lecter is just a genius and he's eight steps ahead of everybody. He's intimidating behind a glass wall when he can't even get to you just because how yeah. he's like analyzing your soul and the low oh, like the it's like terrifying. Just, <laughs> it's absolutely oh. disgusting. So yeah, if you haven't seen it, you know Hannibal Lecter, but if you have seen it, then you really know it's uh that's a villain of all villains. So yes, that 100%. is ours. Um what did we have? I had Joker, um Voldemort, Bowser, and Hannibal Lecter as my four. Yeah. Yep. I had Darth Vader, Thanos, Michael Myers, and Scar. This could go a lot this, of ways. <laughs> this is this one's gonna be interesting. I'm I'm not I'm not sure. I feel like again, I feel like I've got some of the iconic ones, but everybody it's it, just Heath Ledger and the Joker is such a fucking strong one that mm-hmm. that might uh, that might be one of the deciding factors there. But and, and I'll be curious. Honestly, I feel like this one will be close. I hope so. I ho- I'm tired of these being yeah. blowouts one way or the other. So yeah, that's true. That especially happened. when you don't expect them to. Um, I feel like every week mm-hmm. I think they're going to be close because usually we're taking each other's that are in the rankings. But uh, true. Yeah, for me, like even besides Heath Ledger's, like even just going back to the old school like cartoons with the Joker, oh, where yeah, uh, like sure. Mark ha- Mark Hamill voicing Mark, him, that yeah. iconic Joker voice laugh, and then mm-hmm. I know, I'm sure you didn't play these growing up, but like the Arkham um video games with batman and stuff mm-hmm. he was voiced in there and it was just a whole world building thing and just the joker is so effed up but he is so miles yes. and steps ahead of everybody else that like the like the, the times when like batman's trying to figure out why he's doing what he's doing and he's like because it's fun like i don't have a reason like there's no, it, there's right. nothing you can it, put me into a yeah. box of like why yeah. i did it as a as a kid or predict what i'm through. gonna do yeah yeah it's like he'll just sometimes screw his own plan over just because it makes it interesting like he secretly doesn't actually want to kill the batman because it's fun to go back and forth like just that's he has no motivation he's just doing it just because what he feels like so yeah yeah anyway ending my nerding but uh (laughs) uh next week topic do you want to tell the people what we're what we're doing yeah we're gonna we're gonna go back to uh to music but it's kind of a fun way so it's going to be really interesting, and we're probably going to have to outline them with the actual song. But we're going to do uh, best one-hit wonder bands. So as we go through, we're 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 going to confuse a lot of people. We might actually have to listen because we'll we'll say the bands, and they're truly going to be a one-hit wonder, and everybody will know the song, and nobody will know the bands. It's going to be phenomenal. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to definitely have to post the songs at least in the polls because otherwise people are just going to yeah. not like who do I vote for? I've never heard of any of this, so. <laughs> Yeah, that should be fun. I'll see if I can try to get like either sound clips or get them uh, playing on on my phone when we're picking them and stuff. So just to remind people. Yeah. Do you have any other uh, any? Did you have any uh, other big villains that we missed or? Oh yeah, the other couple. So like very specific ones. But I mentioned Sauron. Um, I talked about on your thread of uh, Thanos. I talked about Loki, who was phenomenal in the Avengers movies. Yeah, I have Loki on my list too. Yeah, super good. But then he kind of became like a weird middle good guy. So I wasn't sure. Right. Um, the (laughs) other three. The other three that I had that were in kind of niche picks, but um, were you a Breaking Bad fan? Um, no, I okay, honestly well, have not seen it all. I've seen portion. I've seen like the first like two seasons, and then oh, I don't know why I don't remember why I stopped. But oh man, best show ever! But very uh, good. Gus Gus Fring, for those of you that know him, he was like the undercover, basically uh, drug cartel boss. Super good. Nice. Uh, number two, I had. Um, from Django, who you haven't, which you haven't seen, but uh, Leo DiCaprio's character in him is phenomenal. And there's one scene Ooh, nice. in there which um, they basically did it like completely unscripted, which 
if you watch it anytime soon, I'll tell you after the fact, but he, he messed something up in there. And basically like somebody on in the shot got like significantly injured and he just continued pushing through and it, it, it stayed in the movie. And it was like one of the iconic shots of the whole movie. So his character in that plays like a, a slave plantation owner and he oh, completely sure. goes into it like super into character and it's it's so well done especially for a guy that usually doesn't play bad guys so that and then my last favorite one which i think is is easily in my top four but i didn't think enough people would like recognize name wise but from mm-hmm. inglorious bastard hans landa the um, ss oh. commander from the germans because uh Interesting. what's his name christoph waltz plays him and i think he's one of the most entertaining villains just like goofy and quirky and stuff so yeah yeah, that's that's awesome. Yeah, I didn't have uh, too many other crazy ones on my list. I had Loki on my list. I had uh, Magneto on my list as well. Um, oh, another good one for you for you comic book nerds. Um, as you'll as you slowly slowly see, not really iconic, but again, kind of a, a niche one. Um, it just Agent Smith from from the Matrix <laughs> is uh, is is a phenomenal one. Um, but then one obviously, as soon as you took the Joker, I, I couldn't really jump back into Batman, but um, Bane as well. Bane, yeah, oh, yeah. Oh, you think darkness is your ally? Really <laughs> adopted the dark. I was born in it. Oh, Whoa, Tom Hardy, it. baby. So good. So good. So th- those are the only other ones I had was Bane, Loki, Agent Smith, and then Magneto. Nice. Nice. All right. Well, everybody, let us know yours. Um, feel free to submit your own or tell us which ones are glaring misses. And please go vote so we can get the high numbers again. Um, I'll get that posted yep. tonight. So we have some what little days we have up until Tuesday to get some uh, decent votes in there over the weekend. Um Wrapping things up here, obviously, week 18 coming now, so we're going to be sliding into the playoffs. We'll keep you guys posted as far as kind of what the show is looking like going forward. But um, next week, obviously, we'll be back to wrap up the the regular season-long stuff. We'll definitely talk playoff matchups then. And then I won't say that we're going to do every single week during the playoffs. Like, we might do every other. It just kind of depends Mm -hmm. on it because we won't have a ton of content to cover without it being fancy. It'll be a lot more. NFL heavy, but maybe we'll do some extra drafts in there and maybe we can talk like dynasty now that seasons are over and trade deadlines are active again. Mm-hmm. Um, and then once we make it past the Super Bowl, I think we're, we're talking, we're probably going to switch to just like once a month just to have a little bit of content coming out for you guys in the summer and spring. But um, again, not, not enough for you to want to have to come listen to us talk for an hour and make things up. So <laughs> right. Um, those episodes I pre- will probably be a lot more dynasty heavy because Tyler and I both love that. And we can kind of mm-hmm. just talk to those of you that are actually still paying into f- attention to football versus deleting your apps and not thinking about it till September. So we'll talk those, we'll do some random drafts. We might add like a couple of other people because we've kind of both wanted to do those like three to four person categories and make it really interesting with deep picks. So Mm-hmm. maybe we'll just do like really heavy just like two to three drafts in an episode um talked about some initials game stuff at one point i wanted to run one of those and for those of oh, you that's fan and stuff yeah i was like i want to come up with some of my own and just have like four or five people just try to buzz in and just do it for fun so we'll keep that'd you guys posted um we'll also do one uh based around whenever we do our league punishment because i think the winner and loser are going to meet up for that to do the the hot wings interview and then um we'll try to get one around our our dynasty rookie draft too just so you can kind of see what one looks like for those of you that haven't done it before so did i miss anything any any other stuff that you want to toss out for the season or off season no i don't think so it's uh, it should be fun yeah if, uh, because it's it's been fun it's been a fun season i i made it about 13 more weeks than i thought i would enjoying this so 
I figured I'd, I figured I'd get through a handful of these and be like, okay, I don't really want to do this anymore. Um, but uh, but but it's been fun. So uh, so we'll see what it looks like. And now going into the off season, we'll try to keep you guys doing some fun stuff. And like Jack said, I really enjoy the dynasty stuff, and it's so subjective. And there's always so many questions surrounding dynasty stuff and values and whatnot. So we'll give our completely useless opinion. And if you want to follow it, great, <laughs> should be fun. Yeah, well, uh, for those of you that have been wondering, we are extending Tyler's contract, so he is being brought back next yes. week. So, yeah, nice. I hadn't even made, heard that. I wasn't sure. Made it through your first uh, first official season, so yeah, we kind of just strung right. this together literally last minute, but it, it panned out pretty well. And yeah, yeah. I might hold up for more Good money. Oh, well, the budget is zero, so. Oh, okay. Never mind. I'm in. I, I do everything pro bono, so that's that's <laughs> that is true. You definitely do way more work on this podcast than I do. There's <laughs> zero question about that. Well, it helps when you when you can sit at home and during work and just kind of hopefully my my company bosses aren't listening. But yeah, <laughs> anyway, um, yeah. So appreciate you guys all sticking with us. Um, for those of you that are actually engaged in the NFL playoffs versus fantasy, come back and uh, we'll we'll have some discussions and debates and stuff about who our favorites are and try to keep some content going. So appreciate you all supporting us thus far and have a good weekend and rest of your night. Peace out, Pod Squad. Mm-hmm.